I'm Jakob Woigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled. In this series, I help to demystify technology in the world of business. Join me as we explore how technology can make your business better. In this episode, we're chatting about networking infrastructure. We're talking about the different components of an IT network, what a digital workplace is, and the biggest IT issues that business owners should worry about. By the end of this episode, you'll have a clearer idea of how to simplify your IT infrastructure and the benefits that managed infrastructure can bring to your business. I'm joined today by Camille Hariprasad from Meraki. Camille, welcome. Good morning, Jaco. Thanks for having me. So we always start with a little intro. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what is it that you do for a living and how did you get here? Yeah, sure. So my name is Camille and I am a cloud networking specialist uh, in Cisco and that business unit is called Cisco Meraki. Um, so how I got to where I am, well, I started off as a graduate in uh, Cisco's global CSAP program, uh, which was abroad in Amsterdam, uh, thereby moving back to South Africa as an account manager and then taking a, you know, a niche liking to cloud networking in which where I joined the business unit and moved to the London headquarters and then uh, I saw an opportunity uh, to grow our South African market again, uh, me being very affiliated with it, knowing all of the relevant players, customers and partners. I found it is the best opportunity to, you know, ramp up our market uh, in terms of cloud networking to get it to where the Americas and where Europe uh, is at the moment. Okay, thank you for that. That's quite a mouthful. So, so let's start with the, the typical elements of a, of a network in a business. Uh, maybe you can just take us through the, the various elements like the routers, et cetera, et cetera, and then we'll bring it back to what happens in the, uh, in the Meraki ecosystem. Yeah, sure. So, you know, as, as you may know, the foundation of any business has to be its uh, core IT infrastructure. And, and, and Cisco has been doing this for years, right? We are the uh, company that has basically built the internet and all of the traffic that runs on it. Um, if you look at the components of uh, the IT infrastructure of any business, um, you look at something such as a router, which will allow them to connect to either another branch that they may have or connect to the internet and the outer world, meaning, uh, you know, whether they're data, their applications are hosted somewhere in the cloud, uh, whether they want to do business with someone either in a different province or even abroad, um, that is quite fundamental. And then when we look at internally within the actual office environment, you have a LAN environment, which you have your local uh, IT infrastructure, such as your switching, uh, such as your firewalls. And, you know, security plays a huge part no matter where it is. So when we look at that overlay of security, it not only has to be on, um, on, on your LAN infrastructure, but also cyber as well. So, you know, how do you protect all of your users that connect to the internet? And, uh, these are what I believe to be foundational to, to IT infrastructure. And, you know, as we're evolving and, and growing, we're seeing a lot of other components now coming onto that, such as your sensors, such as your cameras, which, you know, weren't seen as part of your IT infrastructure or managed by the IT team before, but but now it's you know all coming together and um, and you need to find a way to more efficiently you know manage and secure that environment. I'm I'm very glad you you mentioned all of these different elements um, because you know the point of what we what we're trying to talk to you is the fact that you know from a business owner's perspective 
these things can sound very complicated. And when we put ourselves in the shoes of the business owner, uh, you know, we with that view, we can try and, and address uh, needs and requirements. So there's routers, there's switches, there's firewalls, there's Wi-Fi access points, there's all of these, there's cameras, there's all of these different things. Um, yeah. And typically, historically, that that would have been catered for by by probably multiple different service providers, which led to like quite a complicated uh, business IT environment. Yes, one hundred percent. And and if you look at the traditional way of thinking and how organizations always used to believe is that you know the whole concept of don't put all of your eggs in one basket, um, you know. There might be some benefits in having that, but if we look at the way things are going forward and if you look at the concept of accountability and seeing uh, like how security is so important now, if, for example, Yako, and we use this term a lot, would you fly a plane that is built out of many different planes? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, let's just say one part has uh, a small wing. One one part has, you know, has a flapper from, uh, you know, from from a less well-known company. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's unsafe, right? So having a pervasive view of your entire network and having that security being pervasive in, you know, through this entire thing and having someone that's accountable and a single point of contact becomes quite, you know, important. And uh, and and that's where we that's where we win at the moment. So let's talk about then that then. So so if I understand correctly what you're saying, Meraki, what Meraki then went and did was was build, let's call it hardware and software that caters that basically covers all of those different product elements that you spoke about earlier. Can do you maybe want to just take us through what what all of those product elements in your ecosystem consist of? Yeah, sure, not a problem. So, so Meraki is Cisco's cloud networking business, right? So traditionally, when you think about networking as a whole, you always picture this highly skilled IT uh, technician or engineer, you know, having to plug in uh, a LAN cable into a router, into a switch, and having to configure an entire network via CLI, right? Uh, I mean, you pull up the black box and you're literally sitting and coding. And what Meraki done is that it's taken away all of the complexity because we have this ethos of simplicity. And we've built in all of that coding into the background so that when you simply open up the Meraki dashboard, all you see is this beautiful graphical user interface where all you have to do is drag, click, drop down and select what you want to do. So if you have an intent to do something, you simply express that intent and you let the dashboard handle all the background code for you. And if you look at the Meraki ecosystem, right, when Meraki first started off before being acquired by Cisco, it was purely just a wireless company, right? They just basically built uh, wireless access points and shipped it. Further to that, seeing as they became the the, the leader in cloud managed uh, wireless, they soon decided, hey, we can basically take the same technology what we did for cloud managed wireless and apply to every single type of uh, infrastructure in the stack. So now we also have Ethernet switches, but these aren't simply just normal switches. There's no CLI coding needed. You simply have to just uh, go onto the Meraki dashboard. Uh, you provision everything even before the switch is delivered to you. And that's not just for the switch. It's similar for your uh, wireless access points. We also have the SD-WAN devices. And this, I would like to think of it as a Swiss army knife because it it basically does everything. It's the MX device. It has your LAN ports. It has your WAN ports. It is a UTM device with advanced routing capabilities. So every one of our MX 
uh, boxes basically allows you to do SD-WAN inherently. So, and so SD-WAN, let, let me ask yeah. you a question. So remember now, we're talking yes. to, to business owners and we're trying to, to yes. um, demystify this technology stuff that you're talking about, SD-WAN mm. and LAN and WAN and all of those things. So yes. w where does the MX, this MX device fit in? Is, is that typically the router firewall type functionality that you're talking about now? Yes, 100%. So this MX device will fit in at uh, any of your site locations and it helps connect these sites together in a very secure way. And if you look oh, at traditionally, okay. in, you know, how business owners needed to do this is that you would need it you would have needed to employ someone very skilled to, you know, basically go pull up the black box CLI code, all of the, you know, the traffic that needs to pass through. But now within three clicks, you can actually bring up a site and help securely connect to it. Literally three clicks. Okay. And then you spoke about SD WAN. What, what is that? So, so, so SD WAN is basically, it means a lot of things to many different people, right? But okay. SD WAN for me is software defined WAN in a sense that, um, how do you more, you know, give the best experience to your users connecting to the network and prioritize the most important applications that are most important to your business, right? And if you look at the past, uh, MPLS, right? Uh, which is a very, you know, a, a secured SLA line coming from service providers, it tends to be very expensive, right? And and this was the way the industry was before. Um, but now with SD-WAN, you can still have that secure uh, that secure line, but over the internet. And and this is something that uh, Meraki, uh, you know, can actually offer you uh, when they when we create those uh, links between those two sites. And it doesn't have to be MPLS; it can be an, a hybrid solution, meaning you can have a dedicated line plus you can have one running over the internet. And it okay. shows a so lot of cost saving for business owners. If I'm now, uh, if I've got Yaku's accounting firm and I've got a, a branch in George, in Cape Town, and in Joburg. What you're then saying to me is, is using this technology, I can then link those uh, branches together um, in a in a very mm -hmm. sort of easy, I almost want to say point and click type type scenario without um, needing very expensive IT resources. 100% because all of those branches need to essentially maybe share the same resources or access resources that are situated in maybe a central place or distributed environments. And this would be the most efficient way to do so. Okay. So, so I just want to then come back and make sure I understand. So what we're saying is from a yes. hardware perspective, if I need a, a, a router slash firewall, because for all intents purposes, it's the same device. If I need a LAN switch, mm -hmm. if I need a Wi-Fi access point, and all of these things are, are elements in a in a normal business environment that everybody expects to be there. You expect to walk in and to be able to connect to the Wi-Fi or put your phone down on a desk and, and plug in a, a cable so that you can connect to the network. Uh, there needs to be firewall security, all of these things. Then you also spoke about cameras, which um, yes. is interesting. Uh, talk to us about that. Yes. So uh, j just a brief background, right? If you think about security and what IT used to be worried about before, it only used to be worried about, uh, they only used to worry about the infrastructure security or your IT security. And, you know, CCTV or physical security was seen as something that is managed from 
you know, another department. Uh, mm. But now what we've seen is that uh, CCTV is expensive. You require buying NVRs, DVRs to store and record. And, you know, if you wanted to do any analytics such as people counting and facial recognition and those sort of stuff, you need to get specialist third parties to come and actually run more software on top of your already oh. uh, running CCTV infrastructure. Which, you know, exactly, exactly. It becomes a, a very complex way of doing things. What Cisco Meraki have done is that we've taken the element of physical security and made it a part of your network. So we've taken this concept of CCTV and we've turned it on its head and created an architecture that doesn't give you CCTV, but it gives you smart cameras where all of the analytics is processed on the edge. So you don't need to worry about that, you know, like long, big halls of traffic uh, clogging up your network. Uh, and then you can store what you want to store the footage either on, in the cloud or only for 30 days, depending on, you know, what, what your business requirements are. But uh, yeah, and basically using CCTV for more than what it just is using it for not only to, uh, you know, watch and see for irregular behavior or, or theft, but also look at patterns of how customers act or react. What is the most time of, you know, uh, the, the times that are most occupied in your stores if you're a retailer and, mm. and such. Yeah. Okay. I like this. So, so basically, and in, in, I almost want to come back to your, your plain example, the um, we've got, one plane now that's built by the same manufacturer and all of these different components basically contribute to to what the end experience is. So I've got all of the relevant hardware and then you've taken that that hardware and you've uh, displaying it in a in a graphical user interface. Uh, what's the fancy term in the industry? Single pane of glass. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and what what I really like about that is from a business owner perspective, and and that's basically the whole point of what we're trying to achieve by having um, uh, these episodes that we that we're offering to our listeners, is we're trying to make everything as simple as possible. So if you're a business owner, I can have Yaku's accounting firm, but when I look at the interface, it'll show me and it's easy to understand what's happening on my on my network. Yes, 100%. And if you look at the three core elements, which I believe uh, that, you know, will contribute to the success of this business owner and his IT infrastructure is that it needs to be three things, right? It needs to be simple. It must be simple to consume and easy to manage. It needs to be secure. It must give you the same experience as if you're an enterprise bank, for example. And it must be intelligent. It must be able to evolve with your business, right, in terms of how dynamic it needs to be with your worker experience and with your applications that you're consuming. Uh, We're going to come back to that worker experience that you spoke about now because, I mean, specifically where we are now, where the whole uh, world of work is changing in terms of how people, um, you know, get into, uh, connect to the applications. It's not necessarily always from one place, but we'll get back to that now. I want to ask you a question. Um, so, so based on what you're seeing out in the market, what do you think yes. are the, the biggest issues, the IT issues that business owners face at, at this point in time? What, what keeps people awake? Yeah, so I, I would think that some of the biggest issues uh, faced right now is the whole uh, security, right? Uh, ransomware, uh, phishing, mm. uh, those sort of stuff. That that seriously, I've, I know countless customers who have been affected. And uh, let's just debunk this myth that my business is too small to be hacked, for example, right? Oh. Because that is 
that is not true because if you look at it, small businesses are the the gateway to these larger uh, corporates because uh, most of the time, larger corporates obviously have smaller business doing most of their work for them. So all of the data of their customers are still, you know, held at these small businesses. So that's definitely something. And, And another thing that can keep a business owner uh, awake is that you know obviously we all want to digitally transform but not all of us have the means to do so so how do i have the best infrastructure to help me do more with less but so because, on that point can uh, i i actually want and i think that's a very critical and important point that you that you're raising there now so uh, we always talk about this this typical it guy um so if i'm if yes. i'm now selling to uh, uh my customer I'm the IT guy. I want to try and sell, let's say, for example, the, the cheapest piece of equipment that I can find so that I can probably make a bit more money or I make my customer happy because they think I'm saving them money. There, there, there is also uh, inherent uh, exposure and risk in, in not understanding the value of the investment that you're making in your infrastructure. Yes, yes. And and to to be fair, a lot of people do that, right? It's uh, how do I get uh, the most bang for my buck? And most of the time, there's always a cost, whether the cost is compromising the security, whether the, the cost is compromising the complexity. And, and what we find is that obviously the, the cheapest is not always the best for your business. And really? that's why um, IT managers or business owners need to, uh, you know, conceptualize and understand these hidden costs that come with getting infrastructure that may be cheap but not very easy to manage and when something does go wrong who do you turn to do you turn to the person that has been around in the market for five years or do you turn to someone that you know you paid extra for but you have that foundation of 30 plus years of experience in correct i always talk about the it's almost like the slippery slope you know i mean once you bought uh, let's say for example a Mm. cheap firewall and you think that your ROI is going to be three years, but it breaks after year one. What choice do you have? You just have to buy another yes. one. You know, you, you've got nothing to fall back on, you know. So it might yeah. look uh, yeah. cost effective in the beginning, but it's actually going to cost your business uh, quite a number of, uh, there's, there's a number of hidden costs that you very rightly pointed out now. And the IT guy is not necessarily the, the, the person that's going to point that out to the business owner. And I think that's why uh, discussions like these are important. Um, you mentioned ransomware. So um, if I'm a business owner, what do I do about that? Yeah, sure. So one thing we need to first understand about, uh, you know, cybersecurity or even uh, or even threats such as this is that no business can ever say or no vendor can ever assume and tell people that, you know what, we can make you 100% secure, 100% impenetrable, right? Because okay. that is just no. a myth. But as a business owner, what you need to do, and especially by law, whether it's South Africa or Europe, is that you need to show that you take every every precaution or every step to ensure that your you know your infrastructure, your networks, the people you're serving, your customers are, you know, prevent. Uh, you take all the measures to be uh, preventative yes. more than anything else. 
So once, so even if you do get hacked, and when the uh, you know uh, when the state comes and asks you, right, because you've been hacked, show us what did you do uh, to actually prevent this? You have all of your ducks in a row to say, well, look, I have security at this perimeter. I have this, and you know, email security X Y Z, so that uh, you know you're not left out to be shamed on social media to say, for example, that hey, your passwords are lying somewhere on the internet that somebody could have easily accessed. Yes. Okay. So, so I think you you raised very two very important uh, issues earlier. Number one is nobody is too small not to be at risk, and I think it's very important. Uh, and and it's interesting how this topic keeps on just coming up. That we need to everybody needs needs to take security very very seriously, and there's multiple components of those. Um. Then. You, you mentioned earlier about a, a, a digital workplace. So what would the typical elements of that digital workplace be? Because um, I assume when we're talking about that, that's, that's now in this, call it, inside or post-COVID period where the way that people choose to work um, have changed quite dramatically. So what would those elements of a digital workplace be? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Let's just dissect the digital workplace for a bit, right, in terms of understanding what it actually is. So this digital workplace or workspace will be an environment that will enable people to do their jobs easily and effectively in, in a most secure way possible, right? And and it must be agnostic of, you know, no matter what device you're using and no matter where you are. Because at the end of the day, every employee would need to do their job effectively and have access to all of the relevant uh, resources, right? And And COVID-19 has really pushed organizations to really consider their transformation to this digital workplace in in a very quick way yeah, because now companies you know will have to lower their operating costs and become more collaborative over more virtual spaces and if you look at it it could be a huge plus to most of them because what i see happening in the environment is that a lot of organizations really take a step back now and question operationally, do we really need that much real estate, physical real estate, where yes. most of our employees, such as maybe call center agents, such as you know medical reps, such as financial advisors, they can all be remote, right? And, and have the same experience that they would in the corporate environment, but at the comfort of their home. So creating that digital workspace important. And, and what the elements of these are, just for, uh, you know, just for an example, is that you must be able to manage this a network from anywhere as as the IT admin, uh, as the IT administrator right whether it's on your laptop sitting in front of your computer whether it's on your smartphone android ios having that ability to do so becomes you know becomes quite powerful uh if we look at how the the wifi uh in the modern workplace looks right now is that you may be not looking at so many employees at the office but you're having a lot of other IoT devices connected because now you're having these smart check meters that's checking temperatures. Uh, you know, you're having uh, uh, IoT products that are checking density of rooms and you need a next generation wireless solution that will help you, uh, you know, cater for all this enhanced uh, experiences. We spoke earlier about uh, BY, uh, we spoke earlier about, you know, employees and keeping them, uh, you know, working efficiently so byod becomes quite important because suddenly a corporate device becomes something that people use on a personal level as well but they still need to be monitored maintained and uh, and viewed uh, in a very secure uh, manner and well, you know on, on that on that note that's one of the the fascinating uh, 
revelations that's come out of the Meraki dashboard for me is, is when you when you can actually easily visually um, mm-hmm. and uh, see how many devices are actually connecting to your to your Wi-Fi infrastructure. Um, I think it's a if you from a business owner perspective, you might think I've got everything locked down, and then all of a sudden there's triple the amount of devices mm-hmm. and employees that you have because everybody's got a phone and an iPad or a this or a that. Um, that to me was 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 quite amazing, and um, you know, like you said earlier, to maintain strict security protocols with all of these outside devices connecting to your network, it's uh, it's it's very important and 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 critical to address. Yes, one hundred percent. And I like to use uh, my organization as the best example of how an organization had to quickly shift to move over sixty thousand, seventy thousand employees to work remotely overnight, mm-hmm. right? And this BYOD became very important for us because we we had uh, solutions such as you know our systems manager running on our phones and laptops to ensure that number one. Uh, Everything is kept up to date in terms of what is the security postures and protocols uh, that we, uh, you know, need to adhere to by having everything up to date. Because now that that workforce is working uh, at home, how do you still keep them secure as if they were in the office? So if you think about VPN, if you think about, you know, those sort of things. And and the, as you brought to my attention, the Meraki dashboard, of course, gives you that very visual uh you know, understanding of that and not only that, but also what type of applications and the experience you are having on those applications on the dashboard. That That um, is also something that I think is, is critical from a business perspective because, you know, uh, um, uh, it's not something, uh, let's say as a business owner or an or a MD of a business, it's not something that you necessarily um, keep track of. But there's all of these different uh, cloud applications. All of a sudden, your accounting has moved to the cloud, or um, the, uh, you, you know there can be a myriad of things. And mm. and, and and all of a sudden, uh, so, and, and one of the big things that we obsessed with is is productivity. But if you if, if your applications are performing pu- pu- poorly, people will waste a lot of production hours because they're sitting and waiting for something. And uh, it might be a simple fix. You you just don't know because you just can't see it. So that visibility of application performance for a for a business owner who's, who's actually the investor in those services, he's the one that's right, or she's the one writing 100%. those checks, um, is so yes. important. And and I think traditionally, uh, if we come back to the typical IT guy, that's not you know they fix problems, but they will not uh, necessarily go and sit with a business owner and say, "Let me show you what's happening in your environment, so you can understand why your users are happy or frustrated or um, you know want to throw their laptops against the wall." <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. And then while once again, the the business owners or the non technical guys. If you look at the past, they, they don't want to look at the black screen with full of code and someone yeah. telling them, look at it and say, this is why your network is failing. That does not make sense to them. But if yeah. you show them a dashboard with, with, you know, on a very basic level of something being read. And when you hover over that, it tells you this is the reason why your uh, users are having a bad experience. This is where the problem lies, whether it's on a server. On whether it's on the LAN or on the WAN, and then giving you actionable insight on who to keep accountable. You know, whether it's your service yes. provider, whether it's the uh, whether it's the p- person that provides you the application. So oh, having that actionable that insight so becomes very that. important. Yeah, 
I mean, uh, we, we encounter it virtually on a daily basis where it's just finger-pointing exercises and ultimately the, exactly. all the customer wants is they just want the problem fixed. You know, it's almost from back to that plane example of yours where, you know, you're going you're gonna to buy a plane that gets manufactured in the same place and probably supported or, or maintained by the same place, you know, and I think that's the the portion that's, that's uh, critical uh, for business. And then talk to me about um, analytics because, I mean, I think that's, you mentioned some of that earlier, and and that to me is very interesting. Again, when I hear that word, if I'm now if I've got Yaku's mm. accounting practice with my three little branches, uh, it almost sounds like analytics is for is for the for the banks and for I don't know for big business. Um, mm, mm. Can I use analytics in my smaller business? Oh yeah, one one hundred percent right. And you know, the conversation for the last few years has been around you know data is a new oil, and it's around what you do with it uh, as such. And the the great thing about the Meraki platform is that it provides you analytics on every level, whether you want to use it or not. It's totally up to you. But for if you take something as simple as uh, your access point, we have uh, built-in uh, BLE beacons which can help you do asset tracking, which can help you do you know people counting uh, as such. So, you know, having that uh, types of analytics at your fingertips, whether it's you're a retailer and you want to know how many people spend more than six hours at your store and, you know, something like that at the moment, it starts off on the IT level, but now we want to use IT as an enabler for different parts of your business. Now, this IT information, you can hand over to sales, you can hand over to marketing with demand planning operation teams and where they can think about more efficient way to use the data by saying, look, every Fridays at 12 o'clock, I see that there's maybe 100 people or 120 people congregated at this area what would it mean to my marketing team if i pass them this information and we can do some marketing activities there because it reaches a whole lot more people than it does the other six days a week you know so turning your it infrastructure as an enabler for uh for for you know real business uh, critical uh things becomes quite important and whether you're a small business or a large business this can help and i mean that's something that enables you to uh, three things, right? As a small business owner, how do you either make money, how do you either save money, or how do you give your customers the best experience when they work with you? And and this IT infrastructure can actually enable that. Wow, that's amazing. And that to me comes back to again, you know, if you invest in the right infrastructure, it can actually. It's not just an IT uh, investment in a, in a in its own little bubble almost. Um, there's there, there's benefit to other areas of my business where where I can get um, you know insight, like you said, um, that I can go in action and it, and it can actually help me, uh, you know, like you said, fix problems or mm-hmm. make my customers happier, yeah. or it can actually make me money in other areas that I never knew about because I think of exactly. IT as this uh, you know separate thing that just enabler. Yeah, exactly that. Mm. Wow, one hundred percent. Yeah, and and. And, you know, Yako, that's that's my approach. Whenever I speak to my customers, uh, we need to take away that notion of, you know, this is what you had before. This is the latest. So we're replacing your old with this new version or iteration. You have to sit down, understand what challenges people are having in their business. And I'm talking about real challenges, business challenges, not challenges such as I can't connect to my network or my Wi-Fi is very unstable. Find out what, you know, what keeps, as we spoke about, what keeps them awake at night and help 
you know, provide an infrastructure that enables them to solve these problems. And if I if I just think about it, Yako, Meraki's mission statement, right, is simplifying powerful technology to free passionate people to focus on their mission. Whether your mission is, you know, making the best pizza in town, we want you to focus on making the best pizza in town. You should not have to worry about, you know, your IoT devices that are connected to the internet that operate the machines that are, you know, keeping the burners on uh, or, you know, having your payment card uh, uh, machines working and up all the time. That's not your focus. Leave yeah. that to the experts. So, you, you know, that's we want you to focus on what your core business is. That, that to me is the amazing thing is is I think – um, everybody sort of has to accept that um, IT is part of of any business that you that you do, and it's not just a big enterprise type thing where where those organisations throw uh, big budgets at it. I think every business in this day and age has to um, consider how IT can be an enabler for for actually what their core purpose is. As you said, I, I love that. I think that's a great thing. One hundred percent. Okay, thank you very much. That was a it was a, a wonderful discussion, um, and and I think uh, the alignment for me is one of the core um, items that we focus on on a, on a daily basis. Is, is we we term the coin a um, coin the term called uh, simplicate. So mm-hmm. uh, I always have this saying: is uh, we, uh, exactly like you said earlier, we want to fix business problems. And we don't want to we yeah. don't want to send rockets to space. It's not it's not complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah. we have to let our customers focus on what their core business is, um, without having unnecessary nightmares around around the stuff that we can do well. Thank you, Kamal. That was uh, that was a, a really entertaining discussion, and I hope that we can have a couple of those uh, more in future. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me, Yako. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Unbundled, brought to you by Catalytic, a series that aims to demystify technology so that you can make smarter decisions for your business. Remember, you can listen to all the podcasts on Cliff Central uh, on, on the website or the Cliff Central app. And for added convenience, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or, or wherever you want to listen. If you're looking for help with your communications tool for your business, make sure that you visit catalytic.co.za.